0: Good evening, my friends. This is Barry Cox. It's been a long time since I've been with you, and i so, so excited to share with you today. Uh, um, and um, It's been a long time, nearly a month since well, I've done a podcast, and so uh, I was nearly a week in Black Mountain, North Carolina, doing some teacher training, and then Kath and I have just returned from the beautiful wedding of our, our niece down in Charleston, and then also, I've just put a lot of time into meditating on this message, and uh, it's, we're going to continue our study of the keys to the kingdom, and, and what we're considering to this evening is just the love of God as as a key to the kingdom. And it seems so appropriate, and I, frankly, I did not intentionally time this out, but I, I feel like the Lord just has just led me to do this uh, message at, at, during this christmas season and it's just amazing just a meditation on god's amazing love that he loved us so much that He sent his son and it's just it's just a meditation on the gospel and it's uh it's stuff that we that most of us that have been in church we we know but it's so rich to meditate on this and so so um uh, so let's let's dive right in and begin with uh the prophecy of Isaiah of, of Jesus coming in Isaiah 9 for unto us a child is born unto us a son is given and the government will be upon his shoulder and his name will be called wonderful counselor mighty God everlasting father Prince of Peace that was the New King King James version verse 7 I'm gonna use an NIV of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. So at Christmas, we celebrate that God the Father sent his Son as a little baby but we must not stop there why did he send his son to earth as a child well to live a sinless life offer himself as a as an atoning sacrifice and taste death for everyone now jesus is exalted to the right hand of his father and he's crowned as king of kings his kingdom his government and its peace will continually increase and expand without end and so with his blood he purchased us for god the father and made us into a kingdom and priest and we are to reign on the earth and he has given us the keys to the kingdom that we may see his will done on earth as it is in heaven and very prominent among all the keys is the wondrous love of god that moved him to send his son to be our Savior and Lord. Well, let's let's pray. Lord, thank you for the wonders of your love that caused you to send Jesus to be the Savior of the world. And so, Lord, we thank you. We worship you, Father. In the name of Jesus, we worship you and praise you and thank you for sending your son to be the Savior of the world. Lord, as we meditate on your word, give us ears to hear what your spirit is saying. In Jesus' name, amen. So as we consider this amazing love of God, we're going to start out in in John chapter 3. So Nicodemus, a Pharisee, has come to Jesus early in his ministry and said, Rabbi, we know that you have come from God as a teacher, for no one could do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Now, Jesus' response shows, shows that he is far more than just a great teacher or miracle worker. Jesus spoke to Nicodemus of his kingdom. He replied, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Well, Nicodemus was confused. So Jesus elaborated, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, He cannot enter the kingdom of god that which is born of flesh is flesh and that which is born of spirit of the spirit is spirit now seemingly jesus didn't really respond to nicodemus's comment he addressed instead the purpose and meaning of his teaching in his miracles god the father so loved the world that he sent his son to establish an eternal kingdom that is only entered by a spiritual transformation to enter his eternal kingdom we must be born again of his spirit well why isaiah 59 verse 1 explains this behold the lord's hand is not so short that it cannot save nor is his ear so dull that it cannot hear but your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear. Paul explained this in Ephesians 2. He said that this our separation, our sin that separates us from God, causes us to be eternally dead in our trespasses and in our sin. And, and as one lives in sin, we are so separated from God, we are separated from God, the source of life and light. And, and sin causes us to be in such darkness that we cannot even see his kingdom. Paul explained it like this in 2 Corinthians 4.4. 4. He says, the God of this world has blinded the minds of unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the likeness of God. Now, Jesus, Jesus kind of clarifies, Jesus has an amazing dialogue with the, the Pharisees in John 8 that will illustrate this whole truth rather clearly. And so, so as he begins here in, in John 8, he declares that he's more than just a great teacher or miracle worker. In verse 12, he says of himself, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And so the Pharisees are just, their their minds blown by this, and they challenge his claim and argue with Jesus throughout the whole of chapter 8. And so Jesus' response to to their argument is basically simply that he is the Son of God and and that the Father has sent him verse 23 jesus says to them you are from below i am from above you are of this world i am not of this world verse 24 i told you that you would die in your sins if you do not not believe that i am he you will indeed die in your sins you know a similar thing happens jesus before his trial with pilate in john 18 jesus said this my kingdom Is not of this world. For this cause I was born, and for this cause I have come into the world, that I should bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. And back in John 8, Jesus told those who believed in him, He said, This, if you hold to my teaching, you're really my disciples. Then you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Now, the Pharisees just, again, they just can't get this stuff. And so they're arguing with him and they argue and say, we are children of Abraham and we've never been slaves to anyone. It seems like they forgot about Moses and the Exodus here, right? (laughs) Well, then in verse 34, Jesus clarified what he said, what he was saying about them being slaves that he was that he 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 clarifies by saying he's referring to the consequences of sin he says in verse 34 again everyone who sins is a slave to sin verse 38 jesus says i'm telling you what i've seen in the father's presence and you're doing what you have heard from your father they argue back and say abraham is our father and jesus replied to them if you were abraham's children then you would do what abraham did as it is you are looking for a way to kill me a man who has told you the truth that i heard from god abraham Abraham did not do such things you are doing the works of your own father Well, this just enrages them, and they respond, We are not illegitimate children, they protested. The only father we have is God himself. Verse 42, Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you would love me, for I have come here from God. I have not come on my own. God sent me. Verse 43, Why is my language not clear to you? because you are unable to hear what I say because you belong to your father, the devil. Jesus elaborates further on their inability to hear him in verse 47. He says, whoever belongs to God hears what God says. The reason you do not hear is that you do not belong to God. And so then Jesus concludes all this long confrontation with the Pharisees With a vivid proclamation of who he is it begins in verse 56 your father abraham rejoiced at the thought of seeing my day he saw it and was glad they're like what you're not 50 years old they said to him and you have seen abraham and jesus replied in verse 58 very truly i tell you before abraham was born i am so Because of his awesome love, God the Father, the great I Am, sent his Son to take on flesh and come to earth to be our Savior. As the angel said to Joseph in Matthew one twenty: Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you shall name him Jesus for... He will save his people from their sins. So, back in John 3, Jesus tells Nicodemus just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that anyone who believes may have eternal life in him. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life now John describes this amazing love of God even further in 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 his epistle first John 4 verse 9 this is how God showed his love among us he sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him this is love not that we love God but that he lived uh, loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. So the Father loved us so much that He sent Jesus to offer Himself as an atoning sacrifice. Well, what does that even mean? What is an atoning sacrifice? Well, an atoning sacrifice leads to our atonement, it restores our at atonement with God. In our sin, we were separated from God eternally dead in trespasses and sins as we've talked about so jesus gave himself as an atoning sacrifice to pay the penalty of death and make us at one with god again so john the baptist put it this way as he prepared the way for jesus he said behold the lamb of god who takes away the sin of the world but how and why does jesus's death take away the sin of the world hebrews 2 explains this verse 9 but we see jesus for the suffering of death crowned with glory and honor that he by the grace of god might taste death for everyone verse 14 human beings are made of flesh and blood so the son also became flesh and blood for only as a human being could he die And only by dying could he break the power of the devil who had the power of death. Verse 17, therefore it was necessary for him to be made in every respect like us. Then he could offer a sacrifice that would take away the sins of the people. Now, let's make a very important point, vividly clear. Jesus gave his life as a sacrifice. It was not taken from him amazing truth John 10 verse 14 Jesus said I'm the good shepherd I lay down my life for the sheep verse 18 of John 10 no one takes it from me I lay it down of my own accord I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again now to to illustrate that notice what happened in John 18 as Jesus was about to be betrayed and go to the cross as he was betrayed by Judas. It begins in John 18, verse 3. <clears throat> so Judas came to the garden, guiding a detachment of soldiers and some officials from the chief priests and the Pharisees. They were carrying torches, lanterns, and, and weapons. Jesus, knowing all that was going to happen to him, went out and asked them, Who is it you want? Jesus of Nazareth, they replied i am he jesus said when jesus said i am he they drew back and fell to the ground so clearly jesus willingly laid down his life for us he was almighty almighty god incarnated in human flesh his power was so manifested as he merely declared i am he that they just fell back to the ground as he laid down his life for us he paid the debt of our sin that had separated us from god the father for all eternity so john three fifteen was fulfilled the son of man was lifted up that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him as we believe we are born again of the spirit and we enter the kingdom of god roman 8 Romans 8 describes what a difference it makes for us when we're when we believe and we are born again of the Spirit John Romans 8 verse 1 so now There is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus And because you belong to him the power of the life-giving Spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death God sent his own son in a body like the bodies we sinners have. And in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his Son as a sacrifice for our sins. Verse 9, you are controlled by the Spirit if you have the Spirit of God living in you. And remember that those who do not have the Spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to him at all. Verse 10, and Christ lives within you. So even though your body will die because of sin, the Spirit gives you life because you have been made right with God. The Spirit of God, who raised Jesus from the dead, lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, He will give life to your mortal bodies by this same Spirit living within you. So let's close and look at Mark one fourteen. Jesus came to Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, and saying, the time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel, the amazing good news of what God did for us by sending his son. And, and Jesus said, as Jesus said, if you do not believe that I am he, he, you will indeed die in your sins god had warned the people in ezekiel 18 verse 31 why will you die people of israel for i take no pleasure in the death of anyone declares the sovereign lord repent and live as we repent of our sins believe and receive jesus as our savior and lord we are born again of the spirit Jesus put it very clearly in John 5 24 most assuredly I say to you he who hears my word and believes in him who sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into judgment but has death has passed excuse me but has passed from death into life and John 1 12 Jesus says to all who or it says John says to all who did receive him to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. The Father's awesome love for us is the key that makes the way for us to enter his kingdom. As Jesus said in John ten nine, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved. <clears throat> As we close in prayer, Let's pray through these amazing promises and thank the father for the gift of god that is eternal life in christ jesus our lord father we come to you in the name of jesus and lord, we thank you for this awesome time of year when we we celebrate that you sent your son to be our savior and lord, we celebrate with giving each other gifts And Lord, we rejoice that you have given us us the gift of eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And so, Lord, Lord, I pray that every one of us who hears your word would believe in Jesus. And Lord, we thank you that as we believe, you give us everlasting life. We will not come into judgment we have passed from death into life as we receive jesus as we believe in his name then we have the right to become your children and lord jesus we thank you that you are the door and anyone who enters by you will be saved and so father in the name of jesus we rejoice in your goodness rejoice in your salvation we rejoice in the amazing message of your love at christmas and so lord thank you for this lord send forth your word let there be life let 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 it there be light give people understanding and send forth your word that gives us life lord thank you lord that your words are spirit in their life they will not return to you empty but will accomplish your purpose lord send forth your life your word that will give eternal life as we hear it and we thank you for your word again in jesus name amen well thanks guys what i mean what the gospel is amazing isn't it and so we so i mean i just i hope that you all enjoyed listening this as much as i enjoyed just meditating on it myself and just what i mean what amazing good news you know that god had god loves us so much that he sent his son you know and so and so as as the angel said to to uh the, the shepherds you know, this is glad tidings of great joy that's for all the people. And so so as we celebrate Christmas, may may our lives be a demonstration of, of how the Lord has given us life through Jesus. Well, thank you for listening, guys. God bless you and bless your Christmas season. Um, don't know exactly when I'll get back to doing another podcast, and we'll just see what the Lord leads from here. We're probably going to kind of conclude the keys to the kingdom. But Thank you all so much for listening, and, and God bless.